Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's going on, for the This ain't for iTunes. You know who it is. Youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Here with you on The Fan for the next three hours. Ride with me on this spicy Saturday afternoon here in our nation's capital in When I say spicy, I mean it's hot as hell outside. 96 degrees, but it feels like 196 degrees. And right now, man, look, the only thing keeping my mind off of how hot it is outside, well, for one, I'm indoors with the AC blasting. Here in our Half Street studios, what's really got my focus, what's really got my attention, my energy, is the fact that training camp set to open up Around the National Football League, the team we all care about here in town, the Washington Commanders, they report for duty. They'll officially take command on Tuesday, 9 a.m. sharp, first practice of training camp. But let me break a little news here for you guys. Just know, Linnell Willingham, youngest in charge movement, will be well represented out at Commanders training camp. I'll be boots on the ground. Look, go on Twitter. N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. Turn on my damn Twitter notifications. I will be blowing you guys up, giving you play-by-play of practice. I'll let you know who's hot and who's not. And the best part about the whole thing is, this is what I love, what I do. Practice starts at 9 a.m. for the fellas. Weather permitting, all, all, all the other you know circumstances we can't account for. They're supposed to start at 9 a.m. Then at 6.30, at our regularly scheduled program time following Grant and Danny, I'll hop on these airways with you and provide the latest from that day of work for the team. That starts Tuesday, so make sure I keep it locked and tap in with me every night beginning at 6.30 starting Tuesday for exclusive coverage of Washington Commanders training camp. Like, like, Like I said, I'll be boots on the ground out there giving it to you guys, letting you know what's what, who's hot, who's not. And look, I got another big announcement as well for you guys. From your boy, Monday, 3 to 6 p.m., I'll be live on location at the annual Commander's Eastern Motors shoot with Craig Hoffman, the host of the Hoffman Show weekdays, 3 to 6, over on our sister station, the Team 980. We'll get to sit down with some of your favorites. The $71 million man, Terry McLaurin, will be on in attendance. Antonio Gibson, I reportedly, will be in attendance. The most infamous groin in the DMV, Curtis Samuel, will reportedly be in attendance. So definitely make sure you're tuned in for that. So now that we got all that out of the way, you know how I get down. It's the People Show. MGM National Harbor Listener Lines wide open, 1-800-636-1067. You can get at me on Twitter and Instagram as well, 
N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Jam-packed show for you guys. Like I mentioned, Commander's Training Camp kicking off on Tuesday. And lucky for us, lucky for us and lucky for you guys here listening, we're going to be joined by Commander's Royalty. Two o'clock, Washington legend, the DOC, Rick Doc Walker, joins the program to give us his thoughts on the burgundy and gold. Like I mentioned, full training camp preview here for you guys. And I'm ready to rock. We finally get to put all the noise to rest. No more speculation. No more hypotheses. No more what-ifs. It's the real deal. Starting on Tuesday, 9 a.m., it's real. Let's go! Let's go! Been waiting for this, man. We all have. We know what type of offseason this has been for us here. We know the expectations that as a fan base we've set for this group. Now it's the real deal starting on Tuesday. We'll have some fun here today with you guys. 2.30. We'll take a big picture view of the National Football League. I'll give you some pre-training camp superlatives. I'll bring in my producer here real quick, Denton Day. Denton, when you were in high school, what superlatives did you win, my man? You got to put put a picture of yourself out on the Twitter screen. He's got gray hair, so I'm sure you won that. I did not have great hair in high school. I had bangs. Um, I don't even think my high school did superlatives. It was when we were graduating to that point in time where superlatives could come off as mean because not everybody would get ones. I was really upset about that. I wanted to see what if I was going to get anything. I probably would have been in like the class clown department. Ah, Funny goddamn. Or or like a sports superlative, like a sports guy kind of thing, but certainly not great hair, not in high school. (laughs) We've gotten soft. Honestly, the fact that you're saying that lets me know that as a nation, we've gotten soft. Superlatives are fun. We'll give them out for the National Football League starting at 2.30. But right now, I'm going to get into the good stuff. I want to get into the good stuff. Training camp, like we mentioned, for the Commanders. Kicks off Tuesday, 9 a.m. sharp. As we're leading up to this thing, what are you looking to learn from the Washington Commanders during the first week of camp? What are you expecting to see? What do you want to see for the commanders during that first week of training camp? You can tap in with me, MGM National Harbor Lister Lines, 1-800-636-1067. Twitter and Instagram as well, N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. I'll tell you what I think here. I expect expect to learn a lot uh, about this group. As we mentioned, everyone knows all the question marks heading into 2022 for this football team. And lucky for me, I'm going to get to be boots on the ground there starting Tuesday. And what I'm really looking to see early on here in camp, everybody knows, we've got a new QB1 here in town, Carson Wentz, third team in three seasons. But on Tuesday, it'll be my first opportunity, at least. I know my colleagues uh, on, on the beat have seen Carson Wentz and company get in and out of the huddle during minicamp. That's what I'm looking for first. How does Carson Wentz look? early on here in training camp. Now he's got his full arsenal of weapons. As you all know, Terry McLaurin, a no-show during the offseason program as far as the -the on-the-field portion was concerned due to his contract dispute with the team. But the guy we all heard everybody raving around was Jahan Dotson, the rookie out of Penn State. So now we're going to get to see this commander's offense at full strength pretty much outside of Logan Thomas and Chase Rulier. Who, FYI, guys, I don't know if you all read Nikki Javala's piece this morning from the Washington Post. She did a great job. You can follow her on Twitter at Nikki Javala. 
Um, she wrote a piece. She talked to head coach Ron Rivera uh, last month, I believe it was, in a phone call. And he gave her some good nuggets. We'll get into that a little bit later in the show as well. But one thing that was mentioned, a little tease here for you guys, was that it is expected that Washington Commanders center Chase Rulie, Washington Commanders tight end Logan Thomas, as well as defensive end Chase Young, all three of those guys expected to start out training camp on the physically unable to perform list. Now, before you all get up in arms here and start going buck wild, we expected this. We expected this, right? Everybody knows Chase Young's injury happened late in the season, week 10, against Tampa Bay. And he didn't have your traditional ACL surgery. You know, he took, I guess we're going to call it cadaver, from his opposite knee. So he got opened up on both legs. So the recovery for Chase Young, based on the type of procedure he had and the timing of his injury, going to be a little bit longer for Chase Young. Chase yet. Now, he's the one that I have the most optimism about as far as when he can return. We don't expect to see him out there at the start of training camp either. Logan Thomas, we all know the ACL. So they won't be at full strength, but offensively, Curtis Samuel not expected to be in the bubble wrap. That was something that was revealed in that Nikki Javala Washington Post article. So for the first time, in the history of the Commanders. We'll get to see offensively the boys close to full strength. We'll get to see them roll out that three wide receiver package of Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, and Terry McLaurin. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see it. And I expect to learn early on as well what type of leader Carson Wentz is. That's one of the big question marks heading into this season, was how Carson Wentz was going to acclimate himself within this Washington Commanders locker room. Jonathan Allen talked to my my colleague, J.P. Finley, after mandatory minicamp, and he asked him what type of leader Carson Wentz has been. Jonathan Allen, on the record, saying, look, from what I've seen so far, I don't know what all the hype is about. I don't know what all the noise is about, about Carson being a bad teammate. That comes from the heart and soul of this football team, in my opinion, Jonathan Allen. So if there's somebody's opinion I give a damn about from the player's perspective, all of of their opinions matter. Let me not go down that road. But when John Allen's talking, when 9-3 got something to say, I take it a little bit more importantly. You know what I'm saying? It hits a little bit different, as the kids in my demographic would say. It's different when John Allen gives his opinion on stuff. But I want to continue to hear from you guys. Tap in with me. MGM National Harbor Listener Lines wide open. 1-800-636-1067. Get at me on Twitter and Instagram as well. N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. What do you expect to learn from the Washington Commanders during their first week of training camp? I also expect to learn about the depth of this football team. I want to see how they're going to deploy guys on the defensive side of the ball. Jack Del Rio made headlines this offseason for all the wrong damn reasons. Everybody knows the silly comments he made during his presser. He faced the consequences for it. But now it's time to get on the gridiron. It's time to talk ball when it comes to Jack Del Rio. This is a guy 
who's been a former head coach in this league. This is a guy who has a decent track record as a defensive coordinator. He's got all the talent on that side of the football for Washington. Well documented. Four first-round picks up front. Another first-round pick a season ago spent on the second level of the defense. And Jamin Davis, this secondary, one of the highest-paid units in football as far as starting cornerback tandems, Kendall Fuller and William Jackson III. I expect to learn about this secondary a hell of a whole lot. Much was made about the Buffalo nickel spot. Who's going to get the first crack at Buffalo nickel? We'll learn that during training camp next week. We'll learn a plenty. We'll learn plenty. One of the big things I'm focusing on here, though, for the commanders, the biggest thing that I'm really looking forward to learning next week during training camp, I'll tell you on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere. Listen to the fans. If they're on time, which they probably won't be. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. But Tuesday, somewhere in the 9 o'clock hour, the Washington Commanders will begin their first week of training camp. And the question I posed out there to you guys, what do you expect to learn from the Washington Commanders during their first week of training camp? Now, I'm very specific when I'm talking about that specific time frame, talking about the first week of camp. Because as you all know, they probably won't be in full pads here for about another week and a half or so. Got to get acclimated. Got to have that acclimation period. But you can still learn stuff. During this time with no pads on. This is the time where you want to come in here and be crisp. This is the time where you don't want to have too many mental mistakes. One thing I'm always curious to see. Whenever a team comes back from what they like to call summer vacation. Is who's in shape? Who's not in shape? More specifically though. Hopefully we don't have any damn Leonard Fournette situations here in Ashburn, here in the DMV, like they had down there out in Tampa. Now, in Tampa, the weight probably falls off a little bit different because it's hot as hell out there, but I know Bruce Arians and company were pissed that playoff Lenny showed up when reportedly 260 big ones, I ain't talking about millions, pounds? Come on. Come on. He's not doing, look, Look, I said it yesterday when I, when I was filling in for JP on B. Mitch and Finley. 
It's something about the bald-headed community. And I better not say too much about the bald-headed community because Rick Doc Walker said to join me at 2 o'clock. Something about the bald-headed community nowadays, man. And I'm speaking specifically to playoff Lenny. For you to come in looking like a stuffed pig after skipping out on OTAs, come on. Do better, brother. I'm, I'm pleading for you to do better. And I know he wasn't on the TB12 regimen. Couldn't have been. Couldn't have been. Not showing up looking like that. Jeez. That does raise an interesting question. How does one bulk on the TB12 regimen? I don't know. Because Tommy doesn't look like he's too too big. Doesn't does, got big legs. It doesn't look like he's gained a pound in like the last 10 years. That, that's a very accurate assessment, Danny. And look, I probably could, could stand to do a little bit of time on the TB12 workout. But we're not talking about me. I'm talking about Leonard Fournette, a starting NFL running back, showing up weighing 260 pounds. And what I'm more frustrated about is why is nobody talking about this? This should be national headlines. They made sure to talk about Eddie Lacy when he showed up looking like a balloon. Now Leonard Fournette gets, 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 gets no type of heat for it. I say all that to say, hopefully, nobody on the commander's roster shows up out of shape. Because I know, I know a old school coach like Ron Rivera probably ain't having none of that. But I want to hear from you guys, though. What are you looking most forward to? What do you expect to learn from the first week of training camp for the Washington Commanders? I teased it before we went to break. There's really one specific thing that I'm going to be paying close attention to. There's one specific thing next week during their opening week of camp that I'll be looking at with a keen eye. It's that defensive side of the football. And it really goes back to our first-round pick from a season ago. There is a ton of pressure on second-year linebacker Jamin Davis. A lot was made in this offseason by Ron Rivera and company, that they were looking to add depth, a veteran piece potentially, at the linebacker position. And as time continued to move on throughout this offseason, we're now at July 23rd, when we were in that free agency period, Washington, whisper quiet. Whisper quiet on the linebacker front. Now, it was an interesting report that came out a few days ago uh, from a well-plugged-in source uh, down in Minneapolis, that reported Washington, as well as Dallas, having significant interest in free agent linebacker Anthony Barr. It's interesting to me because this is the first report that's gone public, at least, of Washington having any sort of interest in a guy like Anthony Barr. And when I say a guy like Anthony Barr, code word, Veteran linebacker. This is a training camp preview, so we can get deep in the X's and O's and roster stuff here. Outside of Jamin Davis and Cole Holcomb, the Washington Commanders are paper thin at the linebacker position. That's no slight to the guys on the roster, but as far as guys that have playing experience, that have played significant snaps, At this level, there just aren't a lot of them. There just aren't a lot of them. Washington could definitely stand to use 
some depth at the linebacker spot, which is why it makes sense that they are interested in a guy like Anthony Barr. But what's interesting to me is, are you bringing in Anthony Barr to come in here and provide depth? Or is he more of an insurance policy in case your first-round pick from a season ago, Jamin Davis, doesn't pan out for you? Is that the case? I don't know. Because what we saw from Jamin Davis a year ago wasn't enough, in my opinion. Just, just simply wasn't enough. There were flashes. There were flashes where we saw that athletic ability that everybody raved about coming out of college. We saw that. We saw him at times show some potential as a pass coverage linebacker, but it wasn't consistent. It wasn't consistent enough. Not for my liking, and damn sure not for the coach's liking. But see if you can recognize some of these names behind Jamin Davis and Cole Holcomb. Milo Eifler. Probably doesn't ring a bell for you. David Mayo. Somebody who played last year. I know that name rings a bell for you. And David Mayo played pretty damn good in the run game when he played a season ago. The problem with David Mayo is can't really do any of the things athletically that Jamie Davis can do as far as being a sideline-to-sideline linebacker, which is vital in today's National Football League. You got to be able to go out and potentially cover running backs and tight ends. No offense to David Mayo. I don't think that's his strength. I just don't. Trey Walker, I believe he's a commander. I think he's a, I, I, I believe Trey Walker is a commander. He came over and was signed after spending some time in Carolina. Not a name that you recognize. Kaliki Hudson. Now, he's somebody, in my opinion, that's interesting here. And another person I'll be watching with a keen eye during training camp. Kaliki Hudson going into his third season, I believe. I believe it's his third season uh, from the University of Michigan. And at Michigan, in high school, my head coach, Ray Fowle, used to call guys like Kaliki Hudson. He was a war daddy. He was a war daddy in high school. I mean, in college, at the University of Michigan. Coming down, hitting anything that, by God, moves. Sound like Jim Ross. But you get the point. Kaliki Hudson's somebody that's got a little bit of dog in him, but he's undersized. He's undersized. And as this is now going into year three for him, we haven't really seen him get too many opportunities here. I think he's somebody that initially I thought was going to be somebody that could compete for that Buffalo nickel position. But if you decide to play him as your off-ball linebacker, allow him to use some of that athleticism that he has. This is a former safety. Played some safety in college at the University of Michigan. Was that hybrid player for them. Where he's been used primarily here in Washington, though, is on special teams. He has been one of their better special teams players since he's gotten here to Washington. But that all goes to prove my point. This is a league that is built on attrition. You have to be able to be prepared for injuries to take place on your roster. And right now, at the linebacker position, they need more depth. You are a Cole Holcomb or Jamin Davis injury away from having to rely on a guy like David Mayo, to having to rely on a guy like Deshaun Harris. And that's no slight. That's no slight at all to those players. 
This is year three, though. I can't, I can't afford, if you're Washington, to be going out and rolling guys on the field that we don't know what they are. This is why you got training camp. This is why I posed the question, what do you expect to learn? I expect to learn a lot about what this Washington coaching staff thinks about the depth, specifically at the linebacker position I hear for the Washington Commanders. I also expect to learn about the health of some guys. I mentioned at the start of the show, according to multiple reports, Chase Young, Logan Thomas, Chase Rulie expected to start training camp on the PUP list. If either of those three guys has to miss week one, talking about Chase Young, Logan Thomas, or Chase Rulie, which one to you, in your opinion, would be considered a bigger loss? Chase Young, Logan Thomas, or Chase Rulie? All three of those guys expected to start training camp on the physically unable to perform list. Of the three guys I just listed, what would be a bigger deal if either of those guys missed week one? Is it a bigger deal if Logan Thomas misses week one? Is it a bigger deal if Chase Rulie misses week one? Or is it a bigger deal if Chase Young misses week one? I'll tell you on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan. We're also streaming live nationally on the Odyssey app. A participant early on in camp. But I still want to know how this thing's going to look. There are still some things that I know, despite them not being at full health, I'll definitely learn during this first week of camp. I want to continue to hear from you guys. Tap in with me. MGM National Harbor Listener Lines, 1-800-636-1067. What do you expect to learn from the commanders during their first week of training camp? Let's go to our man Tony in Woodbridge. He wants to give his take. What's going on, Tony? Hey, what's going on, Linnell? How you doing, my man? Not too bad. I wanted to tell you what I expect to learn from training camp early on is who has a better rapport with the offense, Heineke or Carson Wentz? And if Heineke looks better than Carson Wentz, will that give fans a doubt about how Carson Wentz actually uh, performs on week one? Mm, that's spicy, Tony. You're opening up Pandora's box. What actually is, though, Tony? You mentioned Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke. I'm also expected and excited to see the young pup, Sam Howell, come in there and see how he looks with this offense. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah. It'll be exciting to see, too. Definitely, man. I appreciate the call. Tony just hit on a great point, though. Taylor Heineke's got a leg up from a knowledge standpoint of Scott Turner's offense. Taylor Heineke, the backup, has a leg up as far as the rapport and timing with this Washington receiver, with this Washington receiving core, excuse me. Taylor Heineke has been with this group for a year and a half. But as you know, Carson Wentz, before anything even started, has been named the QB1 here in Washington. Now, normally, normally, the way my football values and beliefs are, that's malpractice. That's organizational malpractice to come out and name a starting quarterback before seeing guys in training camp. But Carson Wentz has got a hefty $28 million salary cap hit attached to him. So, look, I'm okay with him coming out and naming him the starter. But Tony hit on an interesting point there. I will be paying specific attention 
to how each of these quarterbacks look. Carson Wentz, though, might not have the leg up above the neck, but from a physical trait and attribute standpoint, I don't think it's any comparison. I don't think there is legitimate competition between Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz. In Newsflash, this is my hot take of the summer that I've kept to myself, which is so crazy how I've gotten to this point. Because as you all know, I was the self-proclaimed leader of the Heineke Hot. Taylor Heineke gave me all the feels and emotions last year until I got tired of his ass. Now I'm at that point. But what frustrated me the most about Taylor Heineke was something he couldn't even control. He's not physically gifted enough to be a starting quarterback in the National Football League. And it makes me chuckle and laugh because of how we operate here in the D.C. media. At this time last year, the conversation was, could Taylor Heineke be a franchise quarterback? How far we have come. I'll tell you what, what else I expect to learn during training camp. I expect to learn why rookie fifth-round pick Sam Howell was considered a first-round talent before his final season at North Carolina. I expect to learn why scouts and analysts and draft pundits were calling Sam Howell the best value pick of the 2022 NFL draft. Talking to Logan Paulson, who was out there for all the minicamp and OTA practices, we got a little hint and tease from him. There is also a physical difference between Taylor Heineke and Sam Howell. Sam Howell is more physically gifted than Taylor Heineke from an arm strength standpoint. And a little bit later on in the show, about 240 or so, we'll get into some Madden rankings. And you'll see Madden was very kind to the Washington Commanders' fifth-round pick in Sam Howell. I believe Sam Howell's got top 10 arm strength in the entire game. 94 overall, a little teaser there for you for later in the show. So clearly... The folks over at EA are high on Sam Howell. And I feel like I should give a disclaimer. Because the folks at EA, if you've been following me on Twitter this morning, I've been, I've been, I've been at them hard. I really have. I think it's ridiculous, some of the ratings that they put out. We'll, we'll dive a little bit deeper into that uh, in the 3 o'clock hour, or at the end of the 2 o'clock hour, excuse me, because I have a lot to say about the Madden rankings. Madden 23, coming off a, a Madden 22 game where the gameplay was awful. And all my video game out there, nerds out there, probably agree with my sentiments here. The gameplay was awful in Madden 22. So before we even get to experience the gameplay, we get to indulge and chew on the ratings for a little bit. Early returns, not good. Not good. Clearly somebody must have been sipping on something while they were making these ratings. But the question's still out there for you guys to chew on. MGM... National Harbor Listener Line's wide open, 1-800-636-1067. Get at me on Twitter and Instagram as well, N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. My man Ross Rudder says he's interested to see if everyone is in shape. I also echoed those sentiments. He also wants to see if there's any leftover feelings about Jack Del Rio and how the defense responds to him after he made those ridiculous comments about a month and a half ago, two months ago. And Ross also says he wants to see the initial depth chart at running back, wide receiver, linebacker, and safety. 
Ross, it's almost like you got my rundown in your hand, buddy. Two o'clock hour after we get off with Doc Walker, we'll go into a little bit of some of the biggest training camp battles that I'm most looking forward to. But he hit on it there with some of these positions. I already touched on the linebacker spot there a little bit. Wide receiver, an interesting battle as well. You know, as we mentioned, fresh blood in the wide receiver room. Rookie first-round pick, Jahan Dotson. How is he going to be integrated into this offense? How is he going to find his way? How is he going to make his mark? How are they going to deploy him? It's also like we're getting another free agent acquisition in Curtis Samuel. Because he didn't participate in training camp a season ago. So now getting to see him for the first time in a training camp setting is going to be very interesting. And I referenced the Nikki Javala article from this morning. She said she expects Curtis Samuel to be full go. We gave you a list of the guys who we thought were going to be on the PUP to start camp. Listed them. Chase Young, Chase Rulie, Logan Thomas. Curtis Samuel, though, I think Washington can have an advantage with how they deploy Curtis Samuel because there's really no film out there on him in Washington. And I made the point yesterday when I was on B. Mitch and Finley. There is no point, there's no film, excuse me, on Curtis Samuel here in Washington. Yes, there's film on how he was deployed and used in Carolina. We got an idea of how he was used there. This is different, though. This is different. I expect Scott Turner to justify why he received that contract extension this offseason. I expect Scott Turner to be creative in how he deploys his personnel. And that's something that Ron Rivera hit on heavy uh, in the article that Nikki Javala put out. There was a phone interview that happened late last month between Commander's Beat Reporter for the Washington Post, Nikki Javala, and Commander's head coach, Ron Rivera. Very candid telephone interview from some of the quotes that Nikki gave uh, during that piece. So we'll see. I'm going to take the advice of my big homie, Brian Mitchell. I'm going to take the wait-and-see approach, but I still am pretty optimistic, you know, for what I expect to see from this team. During training camp, I want to continue to hear from you guys. Tap in with me, MGM National Harbor. Listener lines, 1-800-636-1067. Twitter and Instagram, you can get at me as well. N-E-L-L underscore BTP. We've got to take a quick timeout. When we come back, there was a young couple doing the nasty in the last place. You should be doing the nasty at. Nell's quick clicks on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere. Listen to the fan. In about 10 minutes or so, come T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Anders Royalty set to join the radio program. Rick Doc Walker will hop on with me to talk all things burgundy and gold leading up to training camp Tuesday morning in Ashburn. But right now, you heard the sound, dude. You hear the music playing in the background. It's time for those quick clicks. Teased it a little bit before I went to the break. There was a couple in a Toowoomba magistrate courthouse that got caught getting it in, I guess is what we'll call it. Story coming from our good friends, our wacky friends, over at the New York Post. So it was a 19 and a 20-year-old, of course. Here they go again, once again, embarrassing my age demographic, doing stupid things that people my age do, except for me, because obviously I'm not stupid, not stupid all the time, at least. But I'm reading through this thing, and the court was told that the couple stopped what they were doing after they were approached by a security guard. So it starts off by saying the couple began vigorously smooching, and to use a word like vigorously, Mr. Writer at the New York Post or Miss Writer at the New York Post, you clearly, you clearly had a pretty good idea of how hard this couple was going. So apparently, once the security guard left the area after they were told to stop smooching, they then took it a step further. Then took it a step further. The woman, the woman who's a 19-year-old who was there for an unrelated matter. She brought her boyfriend with her to the courthouse. And a security guard stopped them from vigorously kissing. Then it was caught on a CCTV monitor sitting at the east wing of the courthouse. (laughs) It says Quinn, who is the initial defendant in the case that we don't know about, straddled her boyfriend. And began to act as if she was at Lansville Downs. She began to act as if this was My Little Pony. And it got crazy there, apparently, in that courthouse. The reason I brought this story to everyone's attention is because of the penalty that was given out to them. So first of all, this is in Australia, for one. So, that, so, so, so newsflash here, it makes a lot more damn sense all, already, doesn't it? It's getting down, down, under. Getting down, down, under. They couldn't have found a bed of sand or something. I've never been to Australia, but for what I know as a kid, sand-filled place, very hot. Very hot. Seems, uh, at least they're smart enough not to be outside because it's probably scorching hot in Australia. You know the story we told yesterday on B. Mitch and Finley with the habanero oil being placed in someone's condom? It gets even crazier here. My, fr- my good friends at the New York Post continuing to provide me masterful content for Nell's Quick Clicks. So they eventually get 
broken up again. And then this time, they're given a court date. <laughs> they are charged with indecent exposure and sexual misconduct. I don't understand how they received a sexual misconduct card. Looks like It seems like it's consensual here. But they received those charges put down on them. Then they were summoned to the magistrate's office to have to answer for why the hell they couldn't wait to get home to perform intercourse. This happened at 9.40 a.m. 9.40 a.m.? Does it say what they were initially in court for? I'm trying to find it, Denton. It does not tell you. I guess I guess they didn't want to put the girl out there. But they got all the other damn details. Of everything I was about to say, else she's putting herself out there. That's that's not a, a them thing. Uh, whatever to, she's being charged of, though, I'm going to go ahead and say she's guilty. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'll fire from the hip there. I don't exactly. need any more info. So the pair continued after they were broken up the first time. They continued until they were interrupted by a volunteer court staff member. Now, that cracked me up a little bit because I'm like, imagine, imagine you're volunteering at the courthouse. For one, I don't know why you would choose to volunteer at a courthouse. But let's just say you're there for good reason and you're just trying to see how the lay of the land works inside of a courthouse. And that's your first exposure to what goes down in a courthouse. One, depending on what type of person it is, you might love your damn job if that's what you get to walk on every day. And they're showing pictures of the girl. She's silly. She's silly. Now, full disclosure here. This is the first white woman in America I've ever seen named Shamika. I was shocked when I saw the name. Shamika. Shamika leading. She was doing court on, a, on, on June 28th for a different matter. I'm trying to scroll through here to see if we can see why she was originally asked to come to court. But that doesn't matter. Her and her boyfriend couldn't stop touching on each other. The magistrate, Claire Kelly, said she had never heard such of an incident happening inside of a courthouse. She described the offensive behavior as outrageous. The couple was sentenced to perform 60 hours of community service each. Both of them had no prior conviction. So they got off easy. In more ways than one. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we need you on here more. We need you on here more. Wow. Yeah, a zinger there uh, from my man Denton Day, but only 60 hours of community service? I know people, I know people who have done much, much less and gotten much, much more. I don't know how the rules are in Australia, but here in the United States, if you get caught doing the nasty in public, that's a felony, is it not? It has to be. It has to be. Moral of the story here for you guys. If you get convicted or if you get sentenced to the courthouse, don't bring your significant other, especially if you're in Australia. Wax well, Rick Doc Walker, Commander's Royalty, on the other side of this break about this situation because Doc's got some flavor to him. We'll see what he thinks about this. We'll also ask him all things burgundy and gold just three days away from the start of Commander's training camp. On the other side of this break, Rick Doc Walker will hop on to talk with me all things burgundy and gold. Don't go anywhere. And listen to the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 